The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, from the 15th chapter, Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is taken from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 15, verses 21 through 28, and can be found on page 1522 of the Pew Bible. Matthew 15, 21 through 28. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. And he replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. The account of the Canaanite woman that we heard in today's gospel is one of my favorite accounts in the Bible. In seven short verses, there are all sorts of twists and turns. You see, at first, Jesus, he seems to act very much out of character. He, he actually ignores this woman who needs help. And then, <clears throat> then he insults her. Nevertheless, she keeps on coming, and suddenly there is this, this twist, and we see the method of the master, and then it all makes sense in a wonderful and unexpected way. So let's set the scene here. Last week's gospel told how Jesus and his disciples returned to the western shores of the Sea of Galilee. Do you remember? That was after Jesus had fed the 5,000. And, and after they had landed, Jesus continued his healing ministry. And once again, the healing ministry raised all kinds of attention. And whenever Jesus got a lot of attention, the 
local Jerusalem chapter of scribes and Pharisees seem to show up to give Jesus a hard time. People talked. Today's gospel tells us that Jesus left this area and he headed north over the border of Galilee into the Gentile countryside near the Mediterranean sea towns of Tyre and Sidon. Now at this point, you know, I wonder why, why did they go there and, and could it be? Could it be that the master's method was such that the only way that he could go anywhere and have time in ministry and his disciples to learn away from the drama of the scribes and the Pharisees was to go where all the Gentiles were? Could it be that? We don't know because it's not written that way, and I'm in danger of being a theologian of glory trying to figure out why he did something, but I'm just curious. So there they go. When you are in a Gentile area, you can expect to meet Gentiles. Sure enough, a Canaanite woman approached Jesus for help. And although she is a Canaanite, her cry for mercy is a, it really is an incredible expression of faith. She says, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. So let me take a minute to examine her beautiful words. First off, she, she began with the words that we know as the Kyrie. That is, Lord, have mercy. Your response, Lord, have mercy. Right? The Kyrie. These words are a cry to the Lord for help. A cry to the Lord for strength. And in ancient times, the crowds would shout, Lord, have mercy, as the king entered the town. And today, the church has taken over this prayer to greet its king, Jesus Christ. And so we Christians expect help. We expect help from our Savior. Okay? So these words show that this woman recognized Jesus as royalty, who had the power and authority to help her in her time of need. And then she referred to Jesus as the son of David. With these words, she confessed her faith that Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one of God. With these words, she demonstrated that she has a better handle on who Jesus is than most of the people that encountered Jesus down south in Galilee. Amazing. A Canaanite woman, a Gentile, knew, could see, expressed out loud with words who Jesus was. This Canaanite woman has given us a most beautiful way to begin a prayer in the time of our need, and that is, Lord, have mercy. Now, after the woman confessed her faith, she stated her problem. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. 
Now, notice this, that she simply stated her concern to Jesus. She did not tell Jesus what to do about the situation. Instead, she trusted in Jesus, that he would come up with a solution that was best for her daughter and for her. Okay, so right there, we can learn a lot from this woman. When we ask for God's help, how often do we dictate to God to tell him exactly how he should help us? Instead of relying on the infinite knowledge and perfect wisdom of God. We often tell God exactly how and when he has to help us. For example, Lord, give me patience now. You're laughing, so you've done it too, right? Okay, good. This woman simply expressed what was on her mind and simply relied on Jesus for the best answer to her prayer. So, how did Jesus respond to this marvelous prayer? He did nothing. He ignored her. This is one of those times that puzzles the reader from our Western culture. Just a few paragraphs earlier, we read about the feeding of the 5,000. And in that account, Jesus had compassion. That's the Jesus that we remember. We like to read about the Jesus with compassion. Who is this Jesus who ignores this woman in her need? Especially when she prays such a beautiful prayer. Well, actually for the moment, Jesus was acting as the culture in his day expected him to act. This woman was, after all, a Gentile, and she was, well, she's a woman. And in the culture of that day and at that place, these were two excellent reasons for Jesus to ignore this woman. The only thing that this woman would not do, and that was she would not give up. Although Matthew only records the words of the woman's prayer once, we know because he makes it clear that she repeated these words continuously. How do we know that? Well, the constant repetition started to get on the disciples' nerves. And they prayed. They began to pray for that woman, but their prayers were kind of selfish. They said, give the woman what she wants so she'll leave us alone. Wow. Get her to stop bothering us. And Jesus rebuffed his disciples. He rebuffed their request with these words. He said this, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And and this is shocking to the 21st century American ears. But at that time, when Matthew recorded this account, this reply would seem perfectly normal. Keep in mind, all the people who made the Apostle Paul's life miserable by insisting that a person had to become Jewish before they could become a Christian, the Judaizers, right? They were putting limits. 
It was Jesus plus, right? Becoming a Jew. It is possible and it is probable that many who heard this gospel the first time that it was read, they believed this. But one of the many themes in Matthew's account is the theme that the gospel is both for Jew and Gentile alike. You do not have to be a Jew before you can become a Christian. So no doubt the woman overheard Jesus as he rebuffed the disciples. And instead of giving up, she dropped to her knees before Jesus and continued to pray to him. In fact, it's likely that she was blocking his path. And finally, Jesus spoke directly to the woman. He says this, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you hear that? He, he really went there. He, he called this woman a dog. And let me tell you this, it was just as insulting back then as it is today. Now, a lot of preachers have bent the Scripture almost to the breaking point to try to take some sting out of this because we don't like to think of our Jesus uh, as saying something rude like that. They will say things like, what Jesus meant was that she was like a cute little dog or she was like the family pet, if you will. But that just doesn't work. It, it, it can't be done that way. Jesus said that, that she was a dog, because the woman was a Gentile. And at the culture of that time, she was a dog. Now, our culture today is really quick to take offense, aren't we? Over almost anything. So we hear, I don't like that. That bothers me. That offends me. I disagree with that. You are just a hater. And so forth. And how would a woman in today's Western culture respond if Jesus called her a dog? It sounds like a good excuse for a lawsuit to me. Or maybe in what we have now as cancel, cancel culture. You know, maybe they try to terminate Jesus' ministry or even take his life. Oh, wait. They did, didn't they? He was an offense. Nevertheless, how did the woman respond to the gospel today? She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Yes, Lord, she says. If Jesus says that I am a dog, then I'm a dog. Whatever Jesus says, hear me now. Whatever Jesus says, no matter how offensive or ridiculous it is, it is the truth. If Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, that's the truth. If Jesus says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance, then that is the truth. 
You see, when Jesus describes us using terms that are offensive to our ears, he is saying that we are qualified to receive his salvation. The Apostle Paul demonstrates his understanding of this when he wrote to Timothy. He said in Timothy, 1 Timothy 1.15, he says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Chief of all sinners, some translations say. So here is the Apostle Paul doing the same thing that the woman did. If Jesus says, I am a dog, then I'm a dog. If Jesus says, I am a sinner, then I'm a sinner. Christ died for those who would normally be an offense to God. The comfort in knowing that you are a sinful dog is knowing that Christ died for you. Jesus answered the woman, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed immediately. If this were to take place in modern times, I could just see, well, he wouldn't do this, but it's kind of fun to think about. I could see Jesus doing a fist bump or saying, yes, right? Sorry, Lord. But that's the part I love. He comes through. We see that this whole exercise has been to contrast the faith of this woman who admitted that she was a sinful dog with the unbelief of the scribes and the Pharisees who thought that they were righteous. That's the stumbling block. They thought they were righteous. This woman knew she was not. Here in this gospel account, we see that it is those who admit that they are offensive before the Lord, those who confess that they are poor, miserable sinners, those who confess that they deserve temporal and eternal punishment, those who confess that they love themselves more than they love God, those who confess that they exploit their neighbors whom they should love, it is these who receive healing forgiveness that the Lord earned for them with his holy life. He earned it for them in his innocent suffering and death on the cross. Christ and him crucified these are the ones who know that the resurrection of our Lord carries the promise that they too shall rise from the dead and live a new life with him forever. Within the greater context of Matthew, the Canaanite woman in today's gospel is such a contrast to the scribes and the Pharisees who gave Jesus such grief. What a condemnation it is for the educated elite of Jerusalem that they rejected the gift, the gift of faith that the Holy Spirit gave to the Canaanite woman. 
What a blessing that this gift of faith is to all who believe. What a strange and marvelous God we have that even though, even though we confess that we are offensive, sinful dogs before him, our God will call us his children. And he reserves a seat for us at his table as his children. And we shall rejoice forever in the presence of God the Father and of God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen.